0: matter where you are you are being watched in today's world no one is off the grid existing in the modern world has been forever changed what's out there what's out there most people don't want to know but you are about to get clued in this is Patriot Games Patriot Patriot Games. Games We'll explore different intelligence, techniques, spycraft, and the latest cutting-edge technology that will blow your mind. We'll introduce you to pros who've spent careers in the intel community with incredible stories. We'll expose it all. Welcome to Patriot Games, and now your host, Greg Phillips.
1: Everybody, it's Greg Phillips. Welcome back to Patriot Games. I am thrilled today to have not only a good friend and colleague, uh, but somebody who's actually doing uh, great work and moving the needle in the in the kind of the political film space. Uh, that's probably uh, the least of the things that that uh, that his team actually does. But as far as I'm concerned, uh, I've been working with uh, Jason Meath for. Gosh, uh, since 2012, I guess. And, uh, so after 13 or 14 years and watching just the, 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 um, quality of the creations, uh, that Jason and his team put together, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about, um, um, not just where we are today and some of the things that he's done in the past. And I'm going to I'm going to link to a few videos, some of his work that he's done. Uh, but we also want to talk a little bit about where we're going and what you can expect from the team of uh, Greg, Catherine, Jason and a handful of others that are getting together uh, to create something, I think, really meaningful in the space. So with that, Jason Meath, welcome to Patriot Games. Thanks,
2: Greg. Great to
1: be here. You know, Jason, uh, we we first started this um um actually you created a video for um for another candidate. Um and uh, we were kind of wind or starting to crank up in uh in uh, winning our future, which was Newt's super PAC. This was uh late twenty eleven, uh early twenty twelve. And um we got to a place um where um, the the Iowa caucuses had already happened. New Hampshire had already happened. So we had Santorum that won the the Iowa caucus. You had um, um, Mitt Romney, who won New Hampshire and had all the momentum. And I think we felt like at the time that the biggest thing that we could do would be to stop the Romney um, um, juggernaut, as it were, um, in South Carolina. And so, um, that's how I met Jason, so Jason, you want to talk a little bit about uh King of Bain, uh yeah. one of the at the time, I think uh maybe one of the most significant earned media events uh in the history of uh presidential elections. but uh tell everybody a little bit about you, about the company, and uh let's jump in and talk a little bit about what we did then, then maybe move on up to twenty sixteen and let's talk a little bit about twenty twenty and then kind of ease into. What we're expecting this year?
2: That sounds great. Uh, Yeah, it was great working with you and 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 the team back in uh, uh, back in was it twenty twelve right during the twenty twelve election. I mean, we're getting old, man. But it's hard to believe that you know Mitt Romney (laughs) became the uh, you know uh, nominee of the Republican Party. I mean, contrast that with Donald Trump, and I mean, it's it's almost like it's not even the same party uh but we had put together uh i put together a, a film uh with Barry Bennett um uh, called King of Bain uh it was called Mitt, uh, when Mitt Romney came to town originally and we we changed it to a much snappier King of Bain <laughs> and uh the we, we very simply we went out to the states uh and talked to people that worked for some of these companies that Mitt Romney took over during his time as uh the head of Bain Capital and we found out that really what he had done is he had shipped everybody's jobs overseas and made it you know a killing doing it and we had people uh, that whose entire lives um generations of their families in fact had worked at some of these factories had worked at some of these uh mills and whatnot and and to see it all dry up within a week after he took over some of these uh businesses and and shipped them all out uh, overseas and, uh, it was a very emotional film and it was a very uh, poignant and moving experience. And we captured something on, on camera that at the time really had not been very, you know, had not been done. I mean, we, we released a film out into the middle of the Republican primary that ended up getting run on cable television almost, uh, on a loop every day, uh, because it was so compelling.
1: And man, and also, were they were they mad? The Romney people were absolutely <laughs> insanely mad at us, right? I mean, it turns out we were right again, right, Jason?
2: Well, sure. I mean, you know, and and you know, a little addendum to this story is that I was a, um, a former advisor on the Mitt Romney campaign, the first camp, first time he ran against McCain. And I remember cutting ads. They they wanted me to cut ads for him, and they kept telling me that he was this great businessman and he had done all these wonderful things in in the in the private sector. And I kept asking, "Can you please send me the list of all the things that he these wonderful things that he had done?" And they were stonewalling. They wouldn't send me his record. And finally, I you know I kind of realized that he really didn't do very good things in the private sector when it came to uh, the American people. He sold them down the river. And um, so that kind of teed up the entire experience and knowing sort of from the inside that this guy was was a kind of a bad actor, especially when it came to uh, the Republican Party and and more patriotic Americans. Uh, well, he, he well didn't really goodness
1: have much. for you, Jason, and your production team, you guys did an amazing job, not just on that, but we did another one uh, shortly after that called Mitt's Blood Money um, yeah. about a, uh, basically a Medicare fraud scam that he and one of his companies had been involved in. I think they ended up paying like a $70 million fine or something like that. And, you know, people, you know, w- w- when you have these these sort of guys like Mick Romney out there, you know, they 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 skate around on the edges of truth all the time and they just never can quite get there. And I think that's one of the things that you and your team have been so successful at, at least in my view, is is really, you know, scraping at those edges and figuring out where these people actually are and where where the truth is. And, um, you know, it's sadly more often than not. With people like Mitt Romney, you know the truth is you know far more ugly than than uh, their PR team would have you believe.
2: Yeah, you know it, in looking back at it, in 2012, if you did not have a Mitt Romney and people didn't go through that experience in 2012 and get served up another four years of Obama, you never would have had a, a Donald Trump. And what happened was is that the entire party collapsed after Mitt Romney's loss. And really remade itself in a completely different form uh, that was coalesced around uh, around Donald Trump. We had never seen anything quite like that. what they what I think many people who uh, were conservatives or people that weren 't even conservatives started doing is they started looking at these politicians, whether they were Republicans or Democrats, and they started thinking. Are these people really on our side? Is Mitt Romney really on my side? Is, is Barack Obama really on my side? I mean my you know, I now have a bronze plan that that you know is, isn't worth a piece of paper it's printed on uh, because of Obamacare. and my health care costs have gone up like everyone else's health care costs have come up because of Bar- Barack Obama. And then you had, an, on the other hand, you had this guy Mitt Romney, who who sold everybody's jobs overseas. Every company he ever touched, he he killed it. I mean, uh, you know, the list is a long list of those companies that were really beloved companies, American companies. So I think people really kind of did a total reevaluation of what they wanted in a politician. And when Trump came along, he was speaking our language he was speaking americans language he was he was saying the things that people wished that their politicians would say and he was doing the things that they wished their politicians would do
1: you know it's 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 absolutely um amazing now looking back i mean the the you know there were so few people that really had the the foresight to understand what you just described but but uh with your movie switchers um can you tell us a little bit about it? So, I mean, you just kind of described it, but how did it come to be? And and uh, in your view, how important was it to the to the process?
2: Yeah, I mean, Switchers in some ways is is almost like a bit of a sequel to uh, to King of Bain because whereas at King of Bain we found that people were uh, upset because of uh, their jobs being sold overseas and whatnot, we went back four years later and we really only talked with traditional Democrats in swing states. Uh, and and it didn't matter what color, what gender, or anything they were. They were all saying the same thing. We were going from state to state talking to people that would literally complete the sentences of the people we just talked to in another state. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like it. And they all were saying, that they needed, we needed to close our borders, we needed to build a wall, we needed to, uh, uh, revamp our, um, and, and bring up the middle class again, and we needed to get fentanyl off the streets, and we needed to, uh, stand for the American dream, because, you know, the whole premise of the film, Switchers, was that the majority of Americans, for the first time, in 2016 did not believe in the American dream. They did not think that the American dream existed, at least for them. And now here we are in 2024 and we have tens of millions of uh, uh, illegal immigrants flooding over the border and filling our neighborhoods with fentanyl and filling our neighborhoods with crime. And they're not the best of the best. Uh, and they're they're literally uh, closing down schools in some areas so that they can house migrants rather than teach our school children. Uh, and we say again, are these politicians on our side? Certainly doesn't seem like it they're giving free health care to illegal immigrants. They're not giving me free health care. They're not giving you free health care. So again, I think we've gone right back to that place that we were in 2016, and even worse, with an American people that are completely been sold down the river and disenfranchised by our leaders. Um, And so that's what we we found in Switchers. uh, And I believe that sentiment is even blown up since then.
1: Yeah, I I I 100% agree with you. Um everybody knows we put out a movie in um in uh, 2022 um uh, uh 2000 Mules. Uh but just prior to that, you guys released uh almost what felt a little bit like in retrospect a companion piece. It, it, it was produced by your team obviously and not not by not by Dinesh and and his team, but um but can you Talk a little bit about sort of walking into that 2022 space and what you guys were thinking and a little bit about the movie.
2: Yeah. You know, so, uh, I paired with uh, Citizens United. We did a film called Rigged. Uh, and it was all about, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's giant infusion of, uh, uh you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the, uh, political process. Uh, and, uh, and tr- trying to manipulate the outcome of the vote, rigging the election. And your piece picked up on some of the ways they did that. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the helm of the entire operation was Obama's ex-chief uh, campaign man, David Plouffe. And uh, he was the head strategist uh, with Chan Zuckerberg. And, he, and guess um, what,
1: guys? Now he's back in gear again. He just took over the Biden camp or the current Biden campaign, let's yeah. say. Um, and you know, here we go again. Uh, you know, Pluff's involvement in in what's happening now is is frightening. But anyway, yeah, it's just yep. it's mind bending.
2: Yeah, it it really is. Here, you know, he's back, and uh, you know, he these these people are. The, the ones that uh, they they and they get away with it. They got away with it and whatever they did in 2020, whether it was mules and uh, rigging votes and, and going into neighbor. But what they did is they they know per to the block in Milwaukee how many people are there and how many people they can stack ballots uh, in their names and get them to go out or, or tell them that they'll go out and vote for them or whatever they're doing. Um. And they know street by street, block by block of every major city, uh, corrupt city like Philadelphia uh, and Atlanta now, uh, where they can where they can mine those names and those votes and those ballots and those check marks and whatever else there, there are uh, mail in uh, uh, ballots and votes. Uh, and so they're back and they're up to their old tricks. And um, we got to, you know, the only hope. Uh, is c- to continue to expose what they're doing, continue to go out there and shake the tree and tell people that they ought to be enraged, uh, and fuel them to go out and use their voice, um, because they're not necessarily canceling our voters. They're not necessarily canceling uh, many American voters. What they're doing is they're rigging and stacking votes uh, to diminish our voices. And uh, it just takes every single person to go out there and fight.
1: I think um, everybody can now see after uh, spending a few minutes with Jason, you know, why I'm uh, about to say what I'm about to say. But we are uh, putting together a super PAC. The paperwork's already been filed. We're ready to go. We're starting to raise money here pretty quick. Um, but most importantly, underpinning all of that, um, we're bringing back some of, uh, our old teammates, uh, some fighters and some people that really know how to do this. And, uh, we've got a, uh, I think probably the best messaging person on the planet going to join us in the new pack. Uh, me, Catherine, Jason, uh, and your team are so excited to, to have you guys coming back into the mix on this as we, as we sort of launch into a little bit of unknown here, um, First of all, uh, just a reminder to everyone: there is no path for Nikki Haley. Um, she's not even in on the caucus ballot in in Nevada, for example. Uh, she's going to get killed in in South Carolina if she stays there, and even if she doesn't, um, Florida is going to kill her, and then Super Tuesday will would wrap it all up. Um, there is no path to Nikki Haley being in this thing. So that said, and we start now thinking about where, where are we going and, and how do we, how do we do this? I think one of the challenges that, that, um, sort of normal people face in these instances, Jason, is, is really understanding how to put the pieces and parts together, then raising the money and then being willing to play both offense and defense. And and I think that uh, the aggressiveness of of our approach is really what what separates um, uh, teams like ours from m- maybe others. I, I understand that DeSantis spent something like one hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that of donors money and, you know, and, and got absolutely nowhere. I would venture to say that one of the reasons they got nowhere and one of the reasons we failed other than the fact he, you know, he wasn't very, you know, likable candidate is the, the staff rather than, you know, taking the time to, you know, if they're going to attack Trump, you don't just do it on social media, right? You don't just go out and say, you know, log into true social and tell all the MAGA people that, you know, we hate you and, you know, Trump's going down and whatever, you know, all that was going on on social media. I, I think that the tactical mistake was certainly there but but it goes beyond that. I think that 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 many people in this space still think kind of old school in the sense that we're just gonna we're gonna raise a bunch of money. We're gonna spend a bunch of money on ads, and our candidate will go out and he'll go to all 99 counties, and we'll do it this way. And all the while, I'm gonna have a whole team of people that are just banging on the Trump people on social media. It, it, it may be one of the single most dumb strategies in the history of, of modern elections to bang on Trump people on social media. I mean these people are are not just fighters but experts in entangling in this kind of mess a little bit like President Trump. And and I think that, you know, as a as a point of reference to us as we start up this new pack, Jason um we need to be prepared to, you know to to fight like donald trump does we need to prepare to to be aggressive in both explaining to, when we're doing the presidential side you know not just explaining to people you know why he's the best which is one side of that uh, but but also kind of what's wrong on the other side we're going to be supporting um pro freedom candidates and we're going to be potentially attacking anti freedom efforts and anti freedom people and it isn't just going to be in the presidential race. We're going to be looking into Senate races. We're going to be looking into congressional races and we're going to be looking into issues. Um, all of these things will roll up into what I think is a, a monumental, um, um, momentum building uh, capability and we're just going to be part of it obviously but i I'm, I'm really excited about this do you, can you just sort of share a, i mean i know we haven't been talking about this pack for long but can you just share some ideas with folks on where where you think as you know i think probably one of the best maybe the best creator on our side um where 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 do you think we should go with that as sort of a framework i mean what can the people look forward to in terms of your creative ideas and your team's ideas
2: well, you know, Trump is someone that we've never seen in politics before in my lifetime. Uh, he's somebody who went out there and almost read the minds of people in, uh, in uh, Michigan, in Ohio, in Pennsylvania, and cracked some of the states that no other Republican uh, nominee candidate had ever been able to do. And it's because he has this kind of connection with the American voter in ways that uh, you and I have never seen. And what, what at least I have done and what you have done, I think, very, very well, is you have done, you have followed in that same tradition. I, I, I want the reason why we, we don't make our films in Washington, D.C., we don't make our films in New York City, we don't make our films in Los Angeles. We make our films in Indiana. We make our films in Ohio. We make our films in America. We go to Texas. We go. We go to places where real people are to, to find out what it is that's on their minds, what it is that drives them, what it is that is moving them, and we hear their stories and we we listen. You know, we we don't dictate. We listen, and what we find out in telling then that's how we can tell their stories. You can't tell somebody's stories from sitting in a building in Washington, D.C. or Los Angeles. And that's where many people just kind of go wrong with this whole this whole approach. When, you you know, you have the ad makers and the DeSantis folks that, you know, controlled everything out of D.C. and whatever. They, there's no way they could know that that the entire premise of the DeSantis campaign was flawed. I mean, he thought that people were upset with Donald Trump and looking for a replacement. They were not. Uh, That was very, very clear. It finally became clear to him after one contest. Iowa, that was it. That's all it took. He was just like, okay, I get the message. Uh, You know, so I mean, but we knew that. We already knew that. We could have told him that on day one. Uh, But he had to find out the hard way. And $150 million later, there he is.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, there's been a, a tone of, um, uh, uh, conciliation and, uh, reconciliation, uh, just in the last 24 hours between the guys and between President Trump and, and DeSantis. And hopefully that'll bleed down. I know there's a lot of, uh, bitter, bitterness, um, out there about all of this. I mean, the Trump team had to spend a bunch of money they shouldn't have had to have spent um during this situation but you know it is what it is this is a this is a primary and this is politics and politics is you know rarely pretty um this time it wasn't um you know but i i don't think anybody really believes that that this party and and these um these players are not ultimately going to be able to come back together i mean the fact of the matter is Biden is trying to destroy the country from within with his border policies. He's trying to start another war. He's destroyed the economy. He's done all these things that are just almost breathtaking, but also are perfect issues for all of our side. Um, you know, I know. Remember they're what try they to used tr-
2: to say that Donald Trump was going to start war- World War Three. Who's saying that Biden is starting World War Three? Um, you know, but we don't hear them saying that, but, uh, but he is, I mean, you know, the entire world is far less safe today than it was under Donald Trump. It was at peace. We had four
1: years of peace. That's exactly right. And American uh, soldiers are being lost. We lost a couple of Navy SEALs here a few weeks ago with, um, you know, with a, a ship from Iran that was trying to gun run a little bit. Um, And and Biden uh, has
2: said nothing about it.
1: Nothing. Not a word. Zero. Nothing. And it's it's really it's knowing so many of those team guys that like I do, uh it just I mean, they all feel it and I mean they really are a team or set of teams and, and when one is lost, I mean the the guys really take it hard. In this case, um unfortunately they lost two of the guys. And um You know, it's just it's just heartbreaking. And then I pick up the paper, or I I picked up the, uh, or turned on the news the other night, I think it was Saturday night, and the Iranians are shooting missiles into Iraq and killing a bunch of Americans again. And here we go, right? I mean, it's like this, oh my gosh, this is, you know, everybody's saying it, but now we're like living it. Our friend Michael Yon has been sending me some videos. He's back in, back in, down near the Darien Gap and, and working a project in Panama right now. And, and Michael was sending me all these videos and all these photos and stuff. And it's, it, it's, really mind blowing At three o'clock in the morning, it's something that's sort of euphemistically called the China camp, which, which by the way, my orcas and others, uh, we have video of them actually in these camps. Uh, 10,000 fighting age Chinese in one week passed through what is, what's euphemistically called the China camp and are making their way up here. You've got places like Nicaragua that are clamping down on Christians and taking the churches and and at the same time taking $5 billion from the Chinese to build an international airport so they don't even have to go to Colombia and then come up or Venezuela and come up through the Darien Gap, one of the most dangerous places on earth. They just want to be able to ship them directly into Central America, hop a train, hop a plane, find some other way to get into America, but they're coming across these this border in waves and it's not it's not it's not possible for me to believe that that both Republicans and Democrats alike forget just the fact that the Republicans are a little splintered right now because of the primary assuming they all come back together Um, I I find it hard to believe that that there aren't you know maybe half the Democrats who if they knew believe this is okay you know we're watching things happen on the border and it's like wait that that can't be a America, is this really happening? Is this really happening? But that obfuscates the reality that thousands, tens of thousands of terrorists, tens of thousands of Chinese fighting people have been coming across this border and filtering in. You know, thank goodness for the Second Amendment because you know it feels like everybody's going to need their guns, they're going to need ammo, they're going to need to be able to fight back, and it's going to all happen at some point. Who knows? But but during an election year. For them not to even be trying to stop it. So I'm going to start a war and then I'm going to try to start a civil war internally because with all of this. And oh, by the way, Chinese, we're 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 going to we're going to be really mad at you if you if you attack Taiwan. I I just don't believe that the the geopolitical sensibilities of all Americans, whether they understand it all or aware of it all or not really support this kind of thing that they're trying to, you know, kind of cram down our throat.
2: Well, you've got to think that uh, the record that that I, I've never seen a president that has a, a well, maybe Jimmy Carter, but not even Jimmy Carter. I and mean, Jimmy Carter looks good compared to, to Joe Biden. At least Jimmy Carter could complete a sentence. You know, he, it, it's the, the economy's in shambles. The inflation is something very real to most Americans, even though the president, Continues to say that it's not a problem. Everybody knows that inflation and the cost of living is a huge problem. Nobody can afford to buy a house. Uh, if there, if if Biden gets back in for another four years, I, I think it's very safe to assume China will make a move on Taiwan. Then you'll have a, a war in with Russia and Ukraine. You'll have unst- total instability and in war in the Middle East, and you'll have China uh, at war. So. Uh, this is what he's leaving us. This is what it, we're getting from him. I, I just don't see how in the world you vote for that.
1: Yeah, the legacy of the nonverbal. Uh, it's just, it's really, really unfortunate that, that we find ourselves here. Well, Jason, um, I can't thank you enough. I'm beyond excited about this year working with you again on these, some of these projects. Um, everybody, uh, we're going to post the, uh, the trailer for switchers. Um, we'll post that with this, with this episode. Um, but we'll also, uh, find a place and figure out a way to post, uh, the actual movie switchers so that you can kind of get a, uh, reorient yourself with who Jason is and who his team is and how they go about telling the stories that I think really have a, the best opportunity for us to be able to move the needle as we move into the balance of 2024. Jason Meath, thank you so much for joining us here on Patriot Games look forward to seeing you soon with a whole new set of videos
2: i can't wait to work together greg i mean there's no better two people that to work with uh, especially at a time like this than you and Catherine. and uh i'll just tell your uh
1: listeners to uh stay tuned yeah big things are coming absolutely jason thank you so much hang with us here for a second and uh everybody will see you next week on patriot games
0: you've been listening to patriot games privacy is a thing of the past no matter where you are you're being watched no one is off the grid the intelligence community has access to technology that most americans can't even imagine and this show is here to expose all of it for more info to contact and to stay up to date visit the website at patriotgames.com until next time